a guy called me off of a sign, said, hey, I saw your sign. I've got this property. Are you interested? I said, sure. Let me let me come take a look. I had hardly uh, he gave me the address. So I did some due diligence. Um, so I knew roughly what the ARV was and, and kind of knew the area at least. But I didn't have a ton of information. I go out there. It's a house that was caught on fire a few weeks prior. So it was not in great shape, needed a huge rehab, but the guy only wanted $15,000 for it. Hello, and welcome back to the Growth Circle podcast. I'm your host, Lincoln Amstutz. And today I'm going to be going over how to do your first wholesale deal. Maybe you've been wanting to get into real estate for a little bit now, and you see wholesaling as the best avenue to do that, or you're just interested in starting wholesaling altogether as a business. And you're just wondering, how do I get that first deal under my belt? and build up the confidence to be able to do more reps and, and do more deals in real estate. So that's what I'm going to go over today. And right off the bat, I want to uh, dispel the thought that maybe wholesaling is overcrowded. It's really not going to be a business you can get in in 2024. The last few years, everybody's moved in and filled up the space. That, that's definitely not true. You know, you could even look at any business that way if you wanted to and just say, ah, oh, it's been around for a while. Everybody that's crushing it and, and doing a lot of deals has filled up the space. There's not room for me, but I would definitely say that there is more than enough room for you to join and to do deals. I mean, if you think about what wholesaling is, it's taking a, a property from one owner and selling it to another and getting a commission for five to 10 to sometimes $50,000. And so these are large chunks of commission. So to make 100,000, you only need 10 deals if they're $10,000 a deal. Or to make a million dollars, that's $110,000 deals. So it doesn't take that many properties, right? In the grand scheme of all the properties in your local market or in this country to do a, a large amount of revenue and to get started in wholesaling. So absolutely, there is room. It all comes down to running a good business, knowing what you're doing, and working harder than the next guy to to get that next deal and and to do better uh, to make more money on each transaction. So, with all that being said, um, I want to just go into the A to Z of how to do your first deal, what you need to know ahead of time going in to the process, as well as I'm going to share my personal story so you have some real life example of how I got going myself, and then I'm going to go into some more specifics on finding those deals and the best methods to do that. So first off, um, how to get your first deal, you do have to have a good lead source, you got to have a place in which you are going to spend your time or money, your resources to go and find that deal. Again, that is what I'm going to go into in the later part of this video. But that comes in different methods such as cold calling, door knocking, direct mail, and hanging signs are the first four that I would recommend when getting started. They're the cheapest, the easiest to get into. It takes more time than money, which for a lot of people starting out is what they've got. So that's what I'm going to go into on in detail more later. But you got to have a good lead source on finding deals. The second is you need to have a script. Uh, you've got to know a the way in which you're going to talk to these home sellers, right? So you've, you're, you're looking for a deal. You want to find a property that you can get that you can sell. And you've got to have some sort of script or verbiage that you're going to use to communicate to these sellers to get them even interested in selling if they weren't already or if they are, 
how to take them to the place of trusting you with an offer and moving forward, right? And before we go any further, I just want to give a quick layout for what wholesaling is. So we're on the same page. Uh, wholesaling is essentially getting a property under contract that was not currently listed and selling it to an end buyer, an end investor for them to then close on, to take, to fix up and to do with as they would like. That's in the context of real estate. You can wholesale anything, right? But then in the context of real estate, it's getting one contract with a seller and then selling that contract or assigning that contract to an end buyer. And you are placing the that purchase price and sale price so you can fit in your own commission of what you were looking to get. That's wholesaling in a gist, right? So you want to have a script that allows the seller uh, the ability to, to trust you and have confidence. And just so that you're familiar with what you're going to say. So that when you pick up the phone, you say something along the lines of, Hey, Mr. Seller, my name is Lincoln and I'm calling about the property on 123 Main Street. Wanted to see if you're familiar with that address. And they'd say yes or no and say, okay, great. I am calling about some properties in your local area and I just wanted to see if you'd be open to a cash offer on that property. As simple as that, that can be the opener. And so you've got to have some sort of script to, to open up the lines there and then to go forward, right? Okay, great. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about the condition so that I can get you a fair and accurate offer on your property? Okay, what have you done to the property recently that might need repair, that might need fixed up, or that, that has been repaired and fixed up? What might need done still? And you start to go into all those questions about condition and so on. So get have a good script, write it out. There's a lot of great ones online, uh, but that is definitely something that I would recommend you have as you get started. Now, the next thing would be knowing how to run comps on a property. Running comps on a property is crucial because we've got to know what these houses are worth that we're offering on and that we're looking to buy. So the, the process of running comparables is simply, for me, what we've always done is finding three comparable properties within half a mile of the property we're looking at is ideal, the closer the better, but half a mile. And it is finding it within the same 300 square feet plus or minus and then the same beds and baths if possible. So as, as similar of a property as you can get to the one you're looking at, the better. But you're wanting to find comparable sales. These are sales within the past year. Now the market's changing pretty rapidly at this point. So we like to even go six months as the longest time uh, back that we'll look, but six months to a year, right? Square footage, bed, bath, garage similarities, even like the property itself, is it brick, is it not? Looking at those comparables and then looking at the radius and making sure it's within a certain distance, half a mile usually. That is what you're gonna look at for comparables. Where do you do this? If you have MLS access from a realtor friend or maybe you are a realtor, that's great. That's gonna be your best option. Other resources like PropStream are very solid, especially if your state is a disclosure state which shares the sales of properties that will help out tremendously. Otherwise, it's gonna be estimates on PropStream for those sale prices. And then even Zillow. Zillow will share the sale price of a property uh, some of the time. And there are other online free sources you can use in other places. But those are the ones I recommend. Uh, first MLS access, then PropStream, then at Zillow. Uh, but that's running comps and value on property. You got to know how to do this. The next is running rehab cost. 
running rehab cost is going to be something that you get better and better at over time. You're not going to understand it all in your first month or even first year. Um, it really will take maybe and to the point of you doing rehabs on your own before you really feel comfortable with it, but you can get fairly accurate. Um, my favorite book is the book on estimating rehab cost by Jay Scott. It's a very great resource for listing out every single thing a property could need and how to estimate those costs. So I'd recommend reading that book and you can Google online. What does it cost to repair a roof on a 800 square foot house? Boom. It'll, it'll give you a, a rough estimate on that. What does it cost to do windows? What is electrical cost? You can Google a lot of this and read through and it'll give you a close enough uh, estimate. That's what I did for a while until I knew very clearly. But I would recommend as you're learning all this, have some sort of document or book that you are keeping track of all this information so that you're writing it out, you're starting to compile and it makes more and more sense over time on what these costs are. But I'd recommend that book and Google as a good resource. I'm sure there are other books and uh, avenues you can use for figuring out these costs. Talking to a local contractor would be great having them meet you out at properties and having them walk through and point things out and what this would cost. That'll also help out tremendously. So that is running rehab cost. Got to know. Next is know what to offer and how to offer. Okay. So you're at the point of you've been looking for leads. You got your lead source. You have a script. You're talking to the seller. Okay. Now you got this property. You're running a value on it. You're running rehab cost on it. Maybe you've already seen it. You're at the point now of your offer. Okay. And what this comes down to is a formula. And the formula is going to look something like this. It'll depend on how rough the condition of the property is. Is it in a good location? And how's the market in general? But based off of those factors, you're going to look at the after repair value of the property, ARV. And then you're going to usually leave a 25% margin on that deal. 25 to 30% is what I recommend right now. If it's a hotter market or it doesn't need much work or a better location, maybe even a 20% margin, but the more work or the less desirable, the more margin you need. I'd recommend say 25% margin. So ARV is a hundred thousand, 25% margin takes you to 75,000. And then you're going to subtract those rehab costs. So 75,000, say it's a $25,000 rehab. You're at 50. And then after your rehab cost comes your wholesale fee. Now this can be whatever you want. It can be as little as a few grand. It can be as much as 20 grand, whatever you can afford in your market and what makes sense on that deal. I recommend always starting with about $10,000 if possible. That way you have some negotiation room when you go to sell the property or in case you missed anything on the inspection um, rehab costs. So if we're at 50,000 in this example, 10,000 less, for our wholesale fee puts us at 40 and that is what we call our MAO max allowable offer. That is the max that you should offer for this property and be willing to pay. So that means your starting price, your starting offer needs to be below that say 32, 36,000, wherever you think is reasonable or based off of where that seller has stated they would like to sell the property depends on how far down I would start. But I was, I would always start down, five, 10,000 or so, maybe down even 10,000. So that's going to be the breakdown of how to make your offer or what your offer should be. 
and you're going to go about it and just basically stating your benefit as a wholesaler, because there are all kinds of people that want to list their property. But what are you doing? You're offering to buy their property if you truly are and are truly capable of purchasing it, even if you can't find someone to buy it from yourself. But that's that's what we're offering is I will guaranteed buy your property with a quick timeline of two to four weeks. I'm going to do it without any inspections, any appraisals. And I'm going to make it completely as it is. You don't have to touch it at all. Uh, you can leave even all the junk there if you want. That's something you can negotiate. But you can leave everything there, and I'll even pay your, your closing cost. So you're saving money on not paying 6% realtor fees, not paying closing cost. As it is, quick timeline, you demonstrate your benefit and why all of the things that are perks with working with you, and then you make your offer. Because if you just go in and make your offer on the spot, don't give them any context for what it is or why, they're going to be like, well, my realtor friend said I could list that house for 70000 and you're offering me thirty five. dollars You know, why would I take that? But then if you were to set the stage and show them all of the benefits you're providing, and then after 70000 if that's what your realtor is listing it at, by the time somebody negotiates, they ask for repairs on that property, money you have to spend, you're paying 6% to your agent, you're paying 2% in closing costs. That's yeah, actually going to be a lot closer to our offer anyways, and it's it may sit on the market and not even sell, right? So you got to demonstrate all of these things to the seller. That way, they know that there's a benefit to working with you because these are going to be lower offers some of the time, uh, depending on the condition of the property and the setup, but they need to see what we're offering. So that's how to offer and knowing what to offer. You need to have a contract, uh, have a contract ready. Um, this isn't necessarily the most important thing because you can go and find one online fairly easy. Um, there's good websites like eForms or Rocket Lawyer that'll allow you to set up a contract for uh, a purchase of a property. Or you could even maybe get one from your local title company or another investor that you know. But have a contract ready for purchase and then have a the same exact contract except changing the wording a little bit for the sale whenever you're selling the property to an end buyer. Or... So that's a, that's a double close, purchase it and sell it, same contract, um, different buyer and seller, of course, on each. Or you can do an assignment of contract, which is kind of a more pure wholesale where you have your initial contract to purchase and then you have an assignment contract for that end buyer. Um, either way works. I do a double close because it doesn't allow that end buyer to know what we are making on the wholesale fee because they're two completely separate transactions versus an assignment that end buyer can see what we are making because they're connected. So that's just a preference thing, but you can do a double close or assignment, have those agreements of a purchase agreement, pretty simple, and an assignment agreement, that's what you need. And then the next is gonna be have a title company. Um, this is pretty easy. I would just look around on your local, uh, your local market, see what title companies are out there. You definitely wanna work with one that's investor friendly though. And you can find that out by talking to other real estate investors in your area, going to local real estate investor meetups and seeing who is everybody using. And you should be able to find out pretty quickly the title company to use. They're going to be huge for title related questions, contract related questions, and just giving you good contacts to do business with. I've got great lending connections for my title company. 
contractor connections, investor connections, deals. So finding a good title company is key. And so that's something I would definitely put some time and energy towards. And then you want to be, the next thing is you want to be connected to at least a few investors, right? So here, here's where we're at in our, in our process of doing a wholesale deal. We've went out, we've looked for deals using our, our lead sources and, and our deal finding methods. We have reached out to a, a property owner using our script. We have analyzed that property for what it's worth, what the rehab's gonna be, and now what our offer is. We've offered it to that seller. And now at some point in between here, you're gonna have gone and looked at the property Generally, after that first call of talking to the seller, you go look at it, analyze it, then you come back and fully run your numbers on rehab and value. And then now you're at the point of they've signed your contract. And then you're going to go and take that contract to the title company. You'll take you'll take it physically, email, whatever works best to the title company. And they pretty much take it from there. It's very easy. They're going to look at it, see, okay, there's their close date, there's their purchase price, who's buying it, who's selling it, and they put all the pieces together. They'll let you know if there's anything missing. They'll let you know if there's any title issues, but they will handle all of that end of the deal. So now, whatever your closing timeline is, say it's 30 days, pretty standard. That's what I would recommend setting it at. 30 days, you have to go and sell this property. Find somebody to buy it from you that will end up closing on it the same day you have set so that you don't have to bring any money to the table. Okay. So you want to have a few investors ready ahead of time. You want to have some connections. You don't want to just get a deal under contract and just hope you can find somebody in those 30 days without having anybody lined up. You want to have some people. Now I'll get into my story, but I didn't have a ton lined up, but you should at least have a handful of people that you know are buying deals or you know some real estate agents that are connected well, they can push out your deal to some people. You're connected to a local real estate investor group that you can go and share your deal with there, network, talk to people. So you wanna have a group that you can go and talk to, or even Facebook. You know, it's a little more risky to put a house that you have under contract out on Facebook in case the seller sees it. But I've done that earlier on when, when doing wholesale deals and it works. You put a deal out on Marketplace and or groups house buying groups, and you'd be surprised with how many dozens of people will will want information on that property. So that's a good way to get real estate investors on your buyers list as well as making posts on Facebooks and, and groups there. So be connected to at least a few realtors so that now you can go and share that deal, mark it up, do really good advertising, disclose everything about the property that you know, the bad, the good, the ugly, so that they know what they're walking into and they can trust you for future deals. You wanna have a good credible name in this business. So you wanna be honest with everything that's going on with the property. And then once you find someone, you, you sign that contract, the sale contract or the assignment contract for them to now be responsible for that property. And you set it on that same day so that they can close on that same time. And that's your A to Z. You show up to closing then after they sign that, you get your check and then that's it. That's your first wholesale deal done. Okay. So that's the, the very start to the very beginning. And you really just want to be able to wrap your head around this. You don't have to perfectly know what it would look like, but before you really start calling sellers and doing what you need to do to get a deal, you at least want to write this down, maybe without 
any sort of notes, write down, okay, what does this process look like? What do I need to know beforehand? What do I need to be capable of before getting into this? Just have a decent understanding of that A to Z process and then start going step by step by step and doing what you need to do, really hitting hard, finding those deals and spending your time and energy on tasks and systems that will specifically lead towards you getting your first deal, not all the other things that are not needed at this point. So I'll give a little bit of uh, uh, my story, just so you can kind of have an understanding of how I got going and my first deals, what those look like. So for me, I was doing lawn care at this point still. I was flipping some cars. And so I had some free time to be listening to podcasts, reading books, just looking into a new line of work. And wholesaling and real estate kept coming up again and again. So I just continued to educate myself over and over and over until it just really made sense. What is wholesaling? How does it work? Who do I need to get connected to? How do I run numbers? I was just educating myself nonstop. And then I started going to real estate investor meetups um, and, and getting connected to people like my title company that I still use today. They were at that meetup. I got connected to some private money lenders that I used on my first few deals. I got connected to all kinds of buyers for the properties that I were to find. So going to a local meetup is, is huge because you get so many connections in one place and you really get immersed in the culture of the business and industry that you're in. So I started going to those meetups um, every month, if not a couple times a month. And then at that point, I felt ready. I'd educated myself. I knew the process. I had some connections. So I started doing two things. One, I started cold calling based off of lists online. I just would Google lead list in Springfield, Missouri, where I'm at, and started finding list of motivated sellers on that. Uh, there's all kinds of websites. PropStream is going to be a good resource for just bulk lists at a cheap price. Um, you just pay a subscription of 100 a month for that, and you can get unlimited le leads for that uh, for, for your area. You can also buy it by the lead on places like ListSource or other online le lead source websites. So you would buy, I bought list of leads, and I would call 50 to 100 of those a day, hand dialed, just to say, hey, I'm so-and-so, want to give you an offer on your property. Are you interested? I did that every single day, uh, nine to five in, in that time frame, and just started to call. And then the other main thing I did for marketing was hanging up We Buy Houses signs, or Bandit signs, as they call them. So I hung up probably a couple, two, three hundred in my first few months just to get a bunch out there and have them up. But essentially, it just says, we buy houses with my phone number. That's all it is. Maybe about uh, 16 by, by 12 or 16 by 9 sign. Nothing too big. And you're just putting it on a, on a telephone pole as high as you can. Or I used to stake them in the ground. And that is actually where I got my first two deals from, were those we buy houses signs. So I know they're not maybe as highly looked upon as a marketing method, but they still work. And we still put them up occasionally nowadays. And that's where I got my first couple of deals. The first one, a guy called me off of a sign, said, hey, I saw your sign. I've got this property. Are you interested? I said, sure. Let me let me come take a look. I had hardly, uh, he gave me the address. So I did some due diligence. Um, so I knew roughly what the ARV was and 
and kind of knew the area at least, but I didn't have a ton of information. I go out there. It's a house that was caught on fire a few weeks prior. So it was not in great shape, needed a huge rehab, but the guy only wanted $15,000 for it. So I thought $15,000, just the lot alone should be worth close to that, but it's still got a decent house and decent structure. Only part of the house was caught on fire. I think I can make this work. So I countered after looking at it on the spot that day, just because of the low purchase price, I felt confident. I offered $10,000. He countered at 12 and I accepted. So I got that under contract right then and there. A key thing that I did was I brought a paper contract with me. I could have just said, hey, I'll DocuSign that to you. I'll send it over email, sign it here later. But one, he was an older gentleman, may not have been comfortable with that or familiar, um, and it may have taken him a long time. Or two, he may have changed his mind and lost interest and said no. But by having a paper contract then and there, I got it locked in, and there was no question whether I had that deal or not. So I, I got that under contract. And then I had a handful of investors I put it out to. I probably had like 10 to 20 in my list at that time, but none of them wanted it. So I was scrambling a little bit. I ended up putting it on Facebook and got somebody on Facebook that wanted it, closed a few weeks later, and I sold that one for 19000 So made roughly $5,500 after closing cost on that first deal. And so I was off. To, for the races. And that was the beginning. The second one was also from a sign. The third one was from a cold call and several of the ones after that. And then it's just gone from there. So that was my initial getting into it was educating myself, wrapping my head around how does this work, reaching out, putting myself out there, going to meetups, meeting other real estate investors, and then just starting to cold call and hang signs. And by doing that, that is how I got my first deal. And it's a continual education process since then on better and better ways to market, better ways to spend my time and money. But that's the start. And that's a great way I'd recommend. The last thing I really want to go over right now are finding deals, the best lead sources up front, a couple of which I've mentioned. So the first one that I would recommend to anybody is door knocking. This is actually something I haven't done a ton of, but I've since then, since uh, helped out a couple of guys in that are wanting to get started in the wholesaling business. And I've recommended door knocking to them and or they've done it on their own. And they have really found great success in it. I've also heard stories from other people, um, even agents that have went and door knocked or other wholesalers. And it's a it's an excellent method. Why? Because it doesn't cost you anything. All you got to do is maybe it costs you a tank of gas. Maybe not. Maybe you're just walking but you're just driving around or walking around looking for houses that are in rough condition. And you go up, you knock on that door and the same pitch or similar pitch of, Hey, my name is so-and-so I saw your property here. I'm just walking around in this neighborhood and wanted to see if you'd be open to a cash offer on your property. If you'd be open to sell and you go from there. And it's a great way to get into it because it, it builds your people's, your people skills, your negotiating and thinking on the spot skills and it doesn't cost you anything, but it's face-to-face. -face. Better than a phone call, better than a text message, better than a mailer because it's face-to-face -face in my opinion, but it's a little more time-intensive. It's the most time-intensive because you're your feet on the ground doing the work, but it's, but it's free and it's effective. So that'd be my number one recommendation. If you're just ready to get started today, you could go and do that right now.
that's door knocking. And then the next one is cold calling, like I've gone over. That's going to cost you a little more because you're going to need to get lists of properties, uh, of addresses, of motivated sellers. You want to find specifically people that are motivated in some way, shape, or form. Maybe it's a vacant property that they own. Maybe they're out of state, financial distress. They're a landlord that just wants to get out of the business. Pre-foreclosure, probate, inheritance, whatever whatever it might be. There are a hundred different motivator, motivating factors somebody might have. Find those, find a list, and call them. And just call and call and call um, until you get somebody that's interested and set up an appointment and go from there. And then the the third thing I would say is the the hanging signs. That's going to start to get a little bit more costly. Um, the, the signs that I ordered back in the day and that we still order today are about $1.50 a sign. So you need that. You need some hammer and nails and, and gas to drive around. So it's not too expensive, especially if you're doing it all yourself, but it can be very effective. That's hanging signs. And then the fourth is direct mail or mailers. This can be as inexpensive or as expensive as you want it to be. But at minimum, you got your, your paper and your stamp, and you're mailing somebody a handwritten card, handwritten letter of, hey, my name is so-and-so, I want to buy your property. And you can do that to all of these houses you've been driving around looking at that are in rough shape. This is another great method that doesn't take a lot of money to get in, but can be more time intensive. Or if you've got more money to spend and you want to put a few hundred or a few thousand dollars at it, there are plenty of great resources online. Uh, ballpoint marketing uh, is a great one for direct mailers that I would recommend if you're wanting to spend money rather than time to get those out. But that is uh, the list of four that I recommend. And those are all going to be more time intensive generally, depending on how, how involved you want to be rather than money intensive. And that's for, for you guys who are just now starting out and may not have the resources that you will later. So that's door knocking, cold calling, hanging signs, and direct mail. And then you can get into other lead sources later, like online marketing, radio, billboards, and the rest um, that are more brand focused or more general marketing. But that is what I've got for you guys on the A to Z of how to do your first wholesale deal. Know your, your lead source, your marketing method, where are you going to find these deals? How are you going to talk to people? Know the general layout of the process of A to Z. How is this going to work? Get your script, get your numbers correct, get connected to people, and just be willing to take risks. Because at the end of the day, it does take risk to be in this business, but the reward is definitely there if you know what you're doing and you just build up over time into getting into these deals. That's it for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in on this. Hopefully it was helpful and gave you some value. If so, please share it with somebody who would love to hear. Uh, leave us a five-star review online for this podcast, and I will catch you on the next one. Thanks.